right. Hi, everyone. I appreciate you joining me today. Um, I'm doing something a little bit different. I will be live on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram today. Um, and the reason for the change is twofold. I don't normally have an opportunity to go live on Instagram because I normally have a guest. And today, unfortunately, I just received a call from my guest that was scheduled for today, Shay Spears, and she lives in a coastal region of Texas. And she was just informed that she needs to voluntarily evacuate because of the hurricane that is headed their way. So she will be rescheduling with me once everything is safe for her to do so. Um, so hopefully in a few weeks, Shay will be able to be back with me and um, we'll be able to go ahead with that interview. But today, since you're just going to have me, and I know some of you um, look forward to these and you were expecting an interview today, I'm going to just talk about hashtag no limits and how it applies to me and some of the situations that I have been in. Um, so you are watching hashtag no limits. I'm Shelly Kino, the owner of Shelly Kino IEP consultant. I am an educational consultant, a master IEP coach, a special education teacher, and someone who has had limits placed on me throughout my life. Um, I believe 100% in the saying from Ophelia and Hamlet that we know who we are, but not who we will be. And I feel that that there is no better example of that than the caterpillar turning into the butterfly. The caterpillar literally has to dissolve and then recreate itself as the butterfly. And then the butterfly has to struggle in order to get out of the cocoon on its own. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't have the strength to fly. So struggles in nature are necessary, most absolutely. Um, and struggles in life happen. And that is, unfortunately, or fortunately, one of the ways that we grow. Um, I started Hashtag No Limits um, earlier this summer because I see a lot of limits placed on people um, intentionally and unintentionally. And I want to try to bring awareness to especially the unintentional, but also the intentional, and to show why we shouldn't place limits on people. Um, so one of the places that I was just blown away um, that limits were placed on someone and he busted through those limits are with kids who have unwanted behaviors. And I use the term unwanted behaviors because I have a lot of friends who have children who have behavior disabilities and that's how they look at them is they're unwanted. It's not socially acceptable. And so um, that's how I'm gonna refer to them as unwanted behaviors. So I've had several students over the years that I have had the privilege of working with that have had 
lots of unwanted behaviors, some who have officially gotten the diagnosis of, um, in the old days, behaviorally uh, disturbed or behavioral disability. I think now um, the federal regulation is emotional disability. Um, and they were told by many teachers, some of them by their parents, that they didn't belong in the general education setting or that they didn't even belong in a general education school, that they needed to go to some sort of a private school specifically for people with behavioral disabilities. And thankfully, there were administrators in my school districts at those times and myself and other teachers who said, no, you know, we have an obligation to educate everybody who comes into our doors and we're going to educate everybody and we'll, we will make accommodations and modifications and we will find ways to help the child have more wanted behaviors to where they can participate in the general education classrooms. My first experience with that was in 1996. Yep, very long time ago. Um, I was stationed with my husband at a school overseas and we, um, I, I had, I shouldn't say we, I had been working at this school district um, for a couple of years. And this third year I was assigned um, a student who through lots of, of evaluations found out um, had a real problem with female authority figures. And as probably most of you know, and probably most of you have experienced, most schools are the majority female authority figures. And in this particular school, the only person who was not female was the principal. And his location was in a different building. And so we had to figure out how we were going to educate this young man. And he had severe behaviors, just about anything you could think of. And he was only five years old. Um, he would kick, he would elope, he would scream, he would bite, he would spit, he would pull hair, he would knock stuff off shelves and tables and climb on things and uh, scratch and himself, uh, myself, uh, other students. Um, and so after several months of trying different things, different behavioral strategies, we called in an expert and the expert explained to us a strategy, a new program for us to use. And this young man was having these unwanted behaviors for hours at a time, some days, some days, multiple times, um, and but they happened every day. Um, after this behavioral specialist came in and gave us this new plan to work on, within a month, our data showed that it, he was down to just a few episodes. And then within a few months, we had like one episode a month um, for that entire month, as I should say. Um, that was the last month before summer break. And the transformation in him was so amazing to me that 
I started to see we can't put limits on people because the limits that would have been put on him had they been allowed to be would have been to send him to, I don't even know, um, overseas if they even would have had any other places for him to go to, like we have in the United States, we have behavioral centers, we have behavioral schools. Um, but because we didn't have that choice, we had to make it work. And so we kept trying and we kept thinking out of the box and we kept collaborating and we um, reached out to lots of different people and sources to try to get this young man's life um, under control. So he could, he controlled those behaviors. We taught him, we trained his brain um, and it was just an amazing transformation. And I have seen that same sort of transformation in students with other behavioral disabilities, with specific learning disabilities, with um, cognitive disabilities, um, just, just about any anything that qualifies someone for an IEP, an individualized education program. But yet I continue to see those limits being placed on people. I interviewed someone a few weeks ago who, um, Courtney, if anybody watched and saw the video, the interview with Courtney, she is an alternative augmentation communication device specialist. So um, AAC or uh, just if you just want to think communication devices might be a little easier. Um, but she talked about a parent of, I think the person she said, I think he was maybe in his early 20s or maybe even older. And the parent said, I don't need to learn a communication device and neither does my son because we can understand each other. Well, that was great that the parent could understand that child, but that placed a limit on that child unknowingly to the parent that, you know, what if they were out in public together and, and the child wanted to communicate something to someone um, and they weren't able to because the parent had put that limit on them of, oh, they don't need a communication device or they don't need a communication system. Um, and so once Courtney was able to explain that to the parent, she thought, oh my gosh, I'd never thought of it that way before. And I definitely can see the value in having the, the communication device or communication system so that her son could have opportunities to speak to other people. And I, I've worked in education over two decades and I have seen teachers also unknowingly put limits on students by making comments of, you know, well, they can't read or they can't um, run or they can't do math or they can't behave. And without knowing it, that's putting a limitation on somebody. When you tell somebody they can't, it's not, it's not a hard and fast limit, but in your mind, you have placed a limit on that person's abilities. And I want to change that. I want to change that idea. I want to change that way of thinking because I have had students countless times that they have been told or I have been told, well, they can't do this or they can't do that. And we have proven them wrong. Maybe they don't get to that ability as quickly or as easily as someone else their age or um, 
someone else might have, but that doesn't give anyone the right to say, this is their ceiling. They will never get beyond that ceiling. We should all have a limitless ceiling to strive for. And in my own life, I have had limits placed on me when I was younger. I was constantly told by doctors that, um, Brooke, I don't know if you heard, but unfortunately, Shay is unable to join us today. Uh, she just got word from her area that they are in, in voluntary evacuation at this point because of the hurricane now um, being planning the, the, the idea is that the, uh, the hurricane is going to hit in her area. And so um, she, I talked to her just a few minutes before we were supposed to start and she, we're going to reschedule. So I hope that you will join us um, when we reschedule. But um, before anxiety was a diagnosis, I had all kinds of medical problems. I, I had severe stomach pains. I was sick, just not necessarily even with a way to explain that. Like I had a cold or I had a, um, you know, a, anything that when a test was given to me never showed up. And so I had many doctors over the years, many times tell me and tell my parents that I was just making it up, that I didn't want to go to school, that um, I was I was too much of a mama's girl, that I just wanted to stay home and stay in bed. And um, because at the time, the research was not there to explain what anxiety was. And so I, I had a lot of then mental issues too, because I started to believe these people. I'm like, am I making this up? Am I doing this to myself? What, what's wrong with me? Why, why am I behaving this way? Why am I acting this way? Why do I feel this way? Um, thankfully, my parents never gave up and they continued taking me to doctors and we continued looking into things. Um, unfortunately, when I was a senior in high school, I didn't feel like I could handle anything else. And so I attempted suicide. Um, and when I was able to return to school, um, because they, they kept me out of school for a couple of months to make sure, you know, that I was going to be okay. And I could be um, at places I can remember um, the boyfriend that I had at the time, my first day back to school sent me flowers, because he understood how difficult it was for me to go to school that day. And he was showing me how proud he was of me. And people made fun of me because I got flowers at school that day. And they were like, oh, gee, you know, I wish I had gotten flowers because I just came to school today. Um, and teenagers don't understand. Um, we have a lot of mental health issues right now going on um, because of all of the remote learning and the, the COVID and the lockdown, whatever you want to call it. Um, and we need to understand in our society that it's okay that something is happening to someone and you don't understand that. It's okay to be uncomfortable if you are the person that has those feelings that you reach out and you get help. 
um, it's okay that we're, we maybe have to reinvent ourselves just like the caterpillar does that before it turns into a butterfly. Um, and all of those reasons are just some, honestly, of why I wanted to start the hashtag no limits. Um, because we have to think differently. We have to treat each other differently. Um, because it's, it's so much better for everyone involved. Um, I don't want to hear about more suicide attempts. I don't want to hear about more um, successful suicide attempts. I don't, um, I'm, I'm part of a mental health organization and we're trying to keep awareness out there because it is so difficult, especially now with this lockdown stuff. Um, so I know I feel like I'm just kind of rambling all over the place today because I don't have anyone to interview and I'm just sort of trying to cover a bunch of, of things that have been on my mind. Um, but I wanna encourage anyone who feels like someone doesn't care or that no one cares um, or that you just don't understand why you feel the way you feel um, to reach out to me, I first of all, um, but to reach out to someone that you trust in your area and, and speak to them. Um, if you are someone watching someone do something um, that you don't understand, like, and by that I mean they go to a counselor or they, um, they just, they cry a lot or um, they're not as academically advanced as you are, um, it's okay for you to not understand that situation, but it is not okay for you to make fun of that situation. So um, I want you, I want everybody who listens to this to, to think about why you are behaving the way you are behaving towards yourself and towards others and think how you can treat yourself and treat others better. Um, again, it's okay to be uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, remember the caterpillar and how the caterpillar turns into the butterfly. And, and remember Ophelia from Hamlet that you might know who you are today, but you don't know what your future holds. Never when I was 17 years old did I think I would be doing what I'm doing today. Never did I think that I could be as joy-filled as I am today. Um, it's been a few years ago, uh, but I'm definitely a different person. And um, I just want to encourage anybody to continue to take one step forward every single day, to not place limits on yourself, and to not place limits on somebody else. And I think I'm going to wrap up from now because I really do just feel like I'm rambling. Um, so on Friday, um, right here, we'll have Friday with Fran. And Fran and I are going to be talking about this horrible thing called remote learning and how it pertains to kids with special education needs. Um, and then next Tuesday, 
if all goes as planned, I will be speaking with Teresa DeMarco and her son. Um, Teresa is another master IEP coach, um, and she has an, she and her son have an amazing story. So I hope that works out. And then, like I said, we will be rescheduling um, Shay and I once she's safely in an environment um, and hopefully back in her own home that the hurricane doesn't do any damage there. Um, so thank you for watching. I'm sorry if this was kind of all over the place today. If you do want to, um, if you did like this or if you like the idea of hashtag no limits, give it a like or a thumbs up if you're watching it on YouTube. Um, subscribe to the channel, like my, I, my Facebook page. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Thank you for those who joined me on Instagram. I hope um, I tried to, to connect and look at both cameras so that I wasn't always um, just giving you a side angle of my face. Um, so I hope you all have a great day. And for anyone who is in the path of the hurricanes, please stay safe and God bless you all.